This American Monster. A Monster of the Week actual play from This American Dice. Yeah, but so we see all this stuff happen to Ashton where it's like, we see him die. Does Ashton have any luck points? Uh, I do have all of them. Could you spend one to not be killed? Oh, I suppose. <laughs> Could be bothered to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think that, that like lessens the wounds or whatever, right? I'm going to say that you just avoid this in that case. And we could either present it as one of two things. One way is that we saw that happen uh, Final Destination style almost. And we saw you die, but then like um, we come back and it was like, oh, that was like just a premonition you had and you move out of the way of that exact thing happening. Or you just wait, like wake up and you had gone to bed. And like that was a dream too. Uh, I like the idea that... Uh... That's a premonition. He's able to, to use his the hinted at weird powers he has. To I love it. Exactly, avoid it. Nice. Yeah. So, of course, if this were a TV show, he would die. Commercial break, and then come back. <laughs> I think, yeah, I think that's exactly what happened. Where uh, then it was like hot pockets. What are you going to pick? <laughs> um, and then <laughs> this one's <laughs> and, yeah. And then we're then we're 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 back and. Um, down the road is so loud so yeah we come back and uh you have we see that happen and ashton just manages to get out of the way and uh the way we extra see that that would have been deadly is like the knife the like the the chef's knife the largest one in the block is like out and when the toaster oven hits it it jams it several inches into like the hardwood floor Mm -hmm. and it's just like right next to your face and then just uh hilariously the toaster oven goes like whatever mm-hmm. you were cooking is done. That buzzing like recedes. So did he get stung on the shoulder still? Um, I think when he goes to look at his shoulder, yeah, he did get indeed stung on the mm. old shoulder. So yeah, he's just like shaking and freaking out. So Darkblade, I think we're going to start with you again, just for a second. Um, who is the person sleeping on the couch? Is it George, uh, the doctor boyfriend? Uh, no, George is getting, uh, he's getting Brian's room. George is getting Brian's room. Okay. So it's Cody who Cody is sleeping on the couch. Yeah. I kind of over promised to Cody there. I did say it would be Cody, you know, we'll change the name to Cody's room, but I over promised a bit. We got to keep a little bit of a better eye on, Right on a, on the other guy, and make sure that he's, uh, you know, comfortable so he doesn't leave in the middle of the night. Okay. Just like all of Mom's other boyfriends. Gotcha. <laughs> and Brian, that jerk. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah. So when you get up and kind of, uh, or when Mister Welker calls you. Oh no! You said that you were calling everybody after your dream. Or contacting everybody. Oh yeah, totally. Okay. What is what is, is the me- paranormal shit? What is the message that you send out to Ashton and Mr. Welker? It's um everybody okay? 
uh, Mr. Walker will respond. When, when do I? When do you send this message? Like in the evening? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm imagining it's being sent pretty late, right? Because everybody yeah. else kind of went home and began going to bed. The stuff we discussed with Darkblade kind of implied that he was fucking around on the internet or maybe painting miniatures for a while. Okay, so then like in like the early morning light, Mr. Walker will receive this. And um, not knowing Mr. Blade to be a particularly emotional person, let's say um, um, Mr. Blade, uh, everyone's um, all's well here. Um, and, uh, no, he's just going to call you. And he'd be like, he's going to call you to check in on the status of like your guests. Sure, there we go. So we got a call from Mr. Welker to Darkblade69. Hey, um, everything good over there? Um, yes, of course. Uh, how are the guests? Is there, did everything go well? Is the night smooth? Um, yeah, I haven't checked in on everybody yet, but it seems like, uh, seems like this is the real deal, man. He say, uh, he'll say, of course, Mr. Blade. Uh, I know you're new to Lorecorp, but with us, every case is the real deal. No, I mean, this is a real, um, I mean, you remember we've been on, we've been together before and eaten some nothing burgers, but, uh, this is, uh, this is some scary stuff, man. I, I think we're messing with a really, something really, really powerful here. Um, this is no Panther. We're going to fly off in a in a helicopter i think that uh this is something that we may not be prepared to grapple with and mr Wilk will relent a bit be like uh i understand uh mr blade that we've seen some we've seen some very untoward things and that uh, those people at your house are in real danger and you're what stands between them and whatever grisly fate awaited their friends and we see dark. We see a uh, a, a zoomed out thing of uh, Darkblade, and he's got his trench coat on. He'd be like, "Are you yeah. are you prepared to to see this through?" I was born ready. Say so, then. All I ask is that you stay ready, Mister Blade. I'll be over the first. I'll be over in uh, within an hour. Okay. Oh, so Chase Welker's heading over there. Okay. What's today, by the way? Just what is? No, I think that it is. Um, odds or evens? Evens. Okay. Evens. It is Wednesday. Wednesday night. Well, Wednesday morning. Yeah. Now you're moving into Wednesday morning. Yeah. 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 He said, "I'll be there within an hour." Okay. Wednesday morning? So Wednesday night, I think now. Yeah, fuck it. Yeah, it's Wednesday morning. Yep. Yeah. Alrighty. Okay, so you head over there. Ashton, what is your response to that, if any? We could also just say you were shaken by that and you went to bed afterwards. Or it's up to you. 
Um, if that makes that easier, that's fine. Okay. Yeah, this one's up to you. It also could be easier to just say like, uh, maybe Mr. Welker calls and says that he's heading over there and he can pick you up as well. Um, I'll toss that out. Send out a group text. Be like on, like en route to Mr. Blade's house. And I'll just like wait and see if there's hash in response. Yeah, sure. Then let's get in the let's get in the Welker mobile. Okay. Yeah. So maybe in that time between when Ashton is kind of getting dressed again, and uh, Mr. Welker picks him up, we just see Ashton maybe like picking the stuff up off the uh, um off the floor and putting it back onto the countertop. And he tries to get the knife out of the floor, and it just cracks the blade off the thing. So now there's like this like jagged piece of metal jutting out of your wood floor that you're like, oh, it's going to hurt my security deposit. Yeah. And I think even when, when uh, Mr. Welker gets there and you, he sends you a text message, like, like I'm downstairs or whatever. When you go to leave, it like catches the cuff of your pants and like rips part of your pants. And you're like, Oh damn it. But yeah. Scott these. I trust Scott these. Oh, oh I thing. want Walker to notice this at some point. Just like make a mental note of like still a kid. Yeah. I'm surprised he doesn't have grass stains on those knees, am I right? <laughs> oh kids. We see uh the, the van roll up to Dark Darkblade's place. And I think when you guys get there, you see, um, Ooh, I think, uh, what's his name? Cody is outside and he's like outside on the front step of dark blades, mom's house. And maybe he's smoking. I was just going to say smoking a cigarette. He's in a wife beater, denim jeans. So song playing in the background. Oh yeah, I think Cody is Cody is there, and he's. I don't think that's happening, but Cody is. Uh, Cody Brinzo is. <laughs> he's smoking. Uh, Darkblade vapes, right? Yeah. <clears throat> okay. So then I think that this guy is sm smoking. Oh, we've also had other times where Darkblade smoking clove cigarettes. Of course. Yeah. Okay. I mean, both are sweet and delicious. Yeah. So then that's this the guy's point of smoking. This guy's just smoking like menthol cigarettes or something like that. And he um and he's outside and he's kind of sitting on the stoop and he looks very kind of um he hasn't turned the light on or anything. It's fairly dark. It's maybe like two or three in the morning when you get there, maybe pushing yeah, fuck it, we'll say it's four or so. The sun's going to be coming up soon. So four or five. Hold up. You're, you're saying that uh, Welker and Green get there at two or three in the morning? Yeah. Do you think it would make more sense for it to be earlier based on the timeline? I had just assumed that I got this message when I woke up. Oh, I thought that you were like responding to that. That was the confusion with the morning thing earlier. I see. Uh, okay. I was like, if Mister, if Darkblade was doing all this stuff at like three in the morning, because he's been playing mm -hmm. with his figurines, even if Welker had a late night, he'd still gone to bed by then. So like yeah. when he gets up in the morning. That works that works perfectly. You know what? It is you maybe like hustled a little bit in the morning. 
And so, yeah, we could say that this just is like very early Wednesday morning. Cool. Like, yeah, like first light Wednesday morning. We're yeah. on the job. So when you guys get there, uh, yeah, you see Cody Brinzo smoking a cigarette on the step. Um, now the issue of whether the light is on is not as big of a thing. But yeah, he's kind of sitting outside and he's like, um, he'd be like, I couldn't sleep last night. I kept hearing things. And I'll uh, say, Cody, I assure you, you're in the best of hands. Uh, Miss Green, would you mind looking after Cody while I go talk to the man of the house? Oh, yeah, sure. And I will, we'll, like, split ways, and I'll go inside. Okay. For Dark Blade. And I think we stick with Ashton and Cody for a second. And he, uh, and he looks at you, and I think he'll say, uh, like, your pants are ripped on the bottom. Oh, yeah. I had some hot pockets last night. <laughs> <laughs> the he he looks uh like part he looks worse than he did before. Like um he looks like yeah, he not only hasn't slept, but he looks very stressed out. Like he looked bad earlier, but now that he looks far far worse. Yeah, so he uh Ashen's like uh yeah, I guess uh, you had a rough night too. Then he's like, "Something, this, this thing, this weird fucker is 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 doing something." I can hear like at night. I heard voices when I was trying to sleep, and I could hear some kind of buzzing. And I I I could have sworn I saw something moving around in in there. What's he's like? What what are, what are we doing? Where are we going to look for this guy? Where is this thing? And uh. You said he was wearing like a wife beater kind of thing, like an undershirt. I think he's just wearing a t-shirt, but we could have him wearing an undershirt. Absolutely. Yeah. Especially if he's wearing an undershirt, Ashton's going to like maybe try to like, uh, I don't know, discreetly look to see if he has any of these like hornet or bug bites on him. I don't think, uh, I don't think he does. No, that certainly not that you can see, but he is talking about like, hallucinating and like seeing images and like he's like mm-hmm. I, I could, I, there was somebody there was somebody in there there was something moving around I couldn't find it I thought oh, somebody yeah. oh he'll say I thought somebody was looking through the window when I got up there was nobody there yeah I think we all had some pretty weird nights last night he's like we need to do something about this where are we going next come on well yeah probably somewhere really like really strategic. Like when Mister Welker comes back, oh boy, you're gonna you're gonna be real, real impressed. And I think he does like the Nick Burns company, your company's computer guy thing of like, like, oh, come on. And he like goes inside, <laughs> throws his cigarette in the bushes. Mm-hmm. All right. So meanwhile, inside, and I think Ashton, you can just jo- Ashton and Cody can join whenever into this. Um, yeah. Inside, Darkblade's mom is like. Uh, when you guys get there pretty soon, Darkblade's mom, like after you're around for a second, she's up and she's like, like Herbert, there's coffee and such and such. And there's tea. If your friends don't drink coffee and there's not any more orange juice, but if you want this and this, and she's like telling you these things. And so at that point, um, Lauren probably kind of like comes out and she tells you like, like, give, like, give me a second and she'll get dressed. Um, 
And so pretty soon up, like all of these folks are like up. And um, everyone looks kind of rough. Of, of the three of this friend crew, George Conti, the doctor kind of looks, um, he looks haggard, but it just looks like normal lack of sleep haggard, as opposed to like, ah, something's crazy happening. So this is all apparent, like at a at an examination. You don't have, I don't have to like roll to know this. No. Okay. So like once everyone's in the room, Mister Walker will say, um, "Judging by the looks on your faces, I think we can all like, agree the the situation is real, and that um, and that we need to be taking it seriously." I'll say, "Was anyone in physical danger last night?" Is that when Ashton comes in? Yeah. So you hear, was anyone in physical danger last night? Is the line yes. that enters on. Anyone who says yes, I'm going to ask them, like, explain what happened. Um, well, I think that, uh, I think that my mind was played with a bit. I saw some things that I can't explain and I felt like I was being watched. Um, and, um, I mean, I was online, I was doing some research and that odd script that we saw the other day, I saw it again. And Cody will say like that weird code that comes up, the symbols that shouldn't be there. He's like, yeah, somebody was looking at me through that window, and he'll point to like the one of the main windows in the living room that you could see from the couch. It was like somebody was I, staring at me through that. I got up to see what was going on, what the fuck was happening, and nobody was there. I'll say um, that that does sound very alarming. Um, and I'll say, uh, but we have to keep in mind that as long as these dangers were only in our minds only perceived i think that means we are at least by some degree removed from this person's machinations it's, it relieves me to know that no one was physically assaulted yeah and ashen's like well i wouldn't go that far yeah it looks at you and say like what happened did anything happen mr green well i was trying to make a hot pocket and it fell over and all these knives kind of almost and like fell she, at me. And Walker's eyes would like 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 unintentionally like go to your pant leg and then come back <laughs> up. <laughs> yeah. He's like, all these knives almost hit me. Um, and then um, you know, I think oh, like this bug kind of bit me over here, and Ooh. I think like my Wi-Fi went out because Reagan didn't like text me back. So <laughs> like something is really up. <laughs> and um when you bring up the bug bite. Do you like pull your shirt down or are you just like something bit me right over here? I'm going to want to sure. see it. Yeah, I'll pull it down. Okay. Ooh, well, because okay. George Conti is a doctor. So can you take a look at this? Also, there's something um, maybe when everyone else leaves the room to, that you could look at too. <laughs> oh, is this it. supposed to be this big? It's been like this since I was born. <laughs> and I was, I'm just really worried. <laughs> I've seen this before. This is when one of your testicles gets sucked into your ass, but just the one. <laughs> um, yeah. So he, <laughs> he looks at that and you notice like when you bring up a bug bite, he like touches his ear. Hmm. 
and um, he'll like look at your shoulder and kind of like examine it and be like, like, yeah, that looks like some kind of like a hornet or a wasp sting, maybe a bee sting. So I guess, I guess, you know, you're not allergic. So what can we say? Like, this is bad. Like, Mr. Green, um, you are, of course, within your rights to make any decisions about your own personal welfare. But I suggest that you not leave the company of at least one of us until this is resolved, because it seems like you're in the most danger. Oh, yeah, sure. And as you and as you guys are talking, uh, I think George Conti is kind of like staring at a mirror nearby and he's looking in his ear. Do I notice this? Yeah, I think he's not being like particularly stealthy about it. It's like, Mr. Conti, anything you want to add? <laughs> he's like, oh, something bit me last night. I got up to, uh, I got up to use the bathroom and I felt something in my ear and yeah, something bit me or stung me last night. And he's All right. like, and he's like trying to look at it. And if one of you looks at it, it looks almost identical to the sting on Ashton's shoulder. So I'm going to say, like, I think this means that you two are the likeliest next targets. And I, n- you two should not leave the sight of at least one of us from now on. And Cody chimes in, like, like cool, so we all use the buddy system. Well, what the hell are we going to do about this thing? Where is, how do we stop this? All right, so Team Lorecorp. I, I want us to go, go into the next room, like figure out like what's our next plan. Um, so like if I can get like you two like in a room, I'll be like, given what we know, like Mr. Blade, uh, what do we do next? Okay, so you you want to take the three of you off into like another room? For yeah, a second? I mean, we'll, we'll be back. Like we have experience in these matters. Like we will discuss and we'll have a plan, and you tell us if you like it. I assume you guys go down into the Dark Blade Grotto. Yeah, like his secret lair where he keeps all the dankest CPUs. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's got a flashlight mounted right in front of the laptop so he can, like, watch <laughs> porn and uh, go to town. No, it's drying right now. It's, it's trying, uh, trying, yeah. yeah. It's actually outside yeah. on a clothesline. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you had to duck to... Not get hit by it. Anyway, but I got so, I got my eye on it though, just to make sure the squirrels don't fuck with it like they usually do. <laughs> so, do you, you guys putting all that peanut butter in there? I was gonna say that's the wrong kind of nothing to do in there. <laughs> so, you are in the you're in the other room. Yeah. So I basically want like. Like between us, what do we have, and what should we do next? And I'll, I'll like go to Mister Blade first. Be like, given what we know, how do we resolve this like the fastest way possible? It seems to me like we need to find this mirror. Where should we look next? You know, I, I think we need to go back where the suicide happened, and we need to see. And we need to look at this with fresh eyes. We need to find this mirror before it's too late. Well, the problem you run into right away with that is you don't know where the suicide happened. All right. So how can we figure out where it happened? This sounds like a, 
investigate a mystery role and you're like carefully putting all the clues together um dark blade 69 style with a bunch of twine and stuff on a cork board yeah well there's really only i roll an eight there's really only oh, i was gonna say who wants to roll this? <laughs> perfect Perfect. all right so we roll an eight all right cool yeah there i've narrowed it down to only um 156 different places where this could have happened and um i mean lore corp has a lot of resources we can just start visiting and start comparing you know with the um the video is there a video don't didn't we someone see there is video? there is a, there absolutely is a video that's true um, the video is not super helpful because it would be the equivalent of like a video of the room I'm in and you're like, hold on, where could that be? Well, there are shelves and there's this and there's this like, all right, you're really going to have to know a lot to figure out where that is. So that part's not super obvious. One thing is you have some clues that are like, well, there was a fire that was there. And theoretically, if no body has been found, it has to be in a place where not a lot of people would go. Um, so like you can start to like weed out certain general areas. Um, but is the question you're going to try to answer, where did it go? Hmm? I'm sorry. You said, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I think that dark blade can tackle this. And maybe the other people, I'd like the other people to chip in with some ideas here as well. But if you piece together some of these images that you found in these different spots, you can maybe you can try to figure out a general area where this occur where this occurred. And basically okay. use, yeah, where you can use these images as clues. So you've got that image of like this nipple, you've got this image of um like that pyre, you've got an image of a wasp, you've got an image of all these different things. And if you try to piece them together, um, you're like, okay, it would have to be a place where this stuff wouldn't get, where this fire wouldn't even be noticed, where if there was a dead body in the place, nobody would notice for like two and a half weeks. It would have to be where um, mm -hmm. in that video, there was a lot of screaming where that screaming would go unnoticed, but it also would have to have some connections to these things. One of the big deals is you look at like that pyre, and you look at the hand over the eye and um, you start to realize like, wait, there is an old area of the city that was kind of like a light industrial area. <laughs> and um, that has kind of like a smokestack that could maybe be like kind of take the place of that pyre. Mm -hmm. And it has like an old, you know, those huge power lines that are like out in the country that are like the massive, um, th you know what I'm talking about? Those like massive, they're not just telephone poles. They're like enormous, almost towers. Mm -hmm. Ultra telephone yeah. poles. Yeah, I don't know what those are called, but um, but if you look at that, you know that there's out in that area, there's one that's like broken and um, like it's like kind of crashed down and it kind of does look like a hand that's kind of like reaching up and over uh, the moon, it could look like an eyeball. And you Ooh, kind of... Piece, some... Yeah, 
you kind of piece this like imagery together to figure out that most likely this occurred in this abandoned industrial, like light industrial area that has a nickname of the mm -hmm. wastes. Well, how perfectly okay. foreboding. Yeah. So that's the uh, kind of the clue that you got. Gotcha. So, but that area is still kind of big. So it's not like, oh, it happened in this house. Instead, it's like it happened in this neighborhood. So you've narrowed it down significantly. But you haven't found like an exact spot. If that makes sense. Mm. We're debating. Um, Why don't we contact the fire department and see um, if they had any reports of fires that they had to respond to in the past, uh, I don't know, six months in this area? I'm going to say you already know that that's not going to go anywhere just because if they did respond to that and found a burned corpse, then that would you'd already have that clue through Detective Winters. And like when you mention the fire department, I'll be like, "Well, listen, we don't, we don't really need to involve um, the, the authority, like the uh, the traditional authorities on this. We normies listen, isn't, this, isn't this our normies exactly, Mister Blade? This is, yeah, our, this is our job. I'll talk, I'll talk to the cops, but firemen, fuck those snitches. So I think what Mulker is like, like in his own in own like internal modeling, basically like, I don't want to involve Winters if I don't have to. Like mm -hmm. I want to be able to like say like come back to the company and be like I dealt we we dealt with this, um, because I feel anyway. So uh, uh, and on that note, um, what what's like the general climate as far as like I was told in the last investigation, don't throw our name around so much, don't lean on the police so much. How would they feel about me like using the company for resources though? That's just a you using your agency role. Okay. That wouldn't be that wouldn't be too too big of a thing. Um, go, go if you do it a lot, you could see like going forward they might start to view it as like oh this person almost like that you're a bad manager if you constantly need corporate to come in here and deal with the deal with the problem kind of a thing. Do you feel like one a mystery it would be excessive? It all it depends on the role. Certainly, if you do well on the roll, they'll be far less likely to be upset about it. Good point. Um, okay, so how? So before I do that, I'll ask the team: like, how can we narrow down where we're looking? Like, can we like use like um, how many of these like residences are like lived in? Whether any of them are like vacant? Can we find the information out somehow? So I think just pretty easily you can figure out that like the waste is an old industrial area. Like so it was a lot of like, at all. yeah, it's not really houses. There are probably like some housing units nearby, but a lot, they're abandoned. Um, there are like factories and the kind of thing that you'd go by and be like, oh, this used to be some kind of plant where they built this or like um, a place where they're, oh, and in fact, you know what? You know what's nearby? That quarry where you guys looked and found nothing. That's even nearby there. Oh, gotcha. That's, that's close. That's one of the few, like, operating things in that area. That's, like, on the outskirts of it. 
absent any other ideas then from either you guys or from just this role um my next plan would be like for us to canvas the place like splitting off in teams of like two or three so you guys get back upstairs with this idea and you want to bring this whole crew of people you want to bring lauren and cody and george with you uh yeah okay and that even works up for each of you to pair off with one of these folks Yeah, no, perfect. Yeah, awesome. at, at least by twos. Cool. So, yeah, you hop in the old uh, Welker mobile and head to the Wastes. And so the Wastes is kind of on the outskirts of town, um, like Palmetto City proper. And um, I think, like, the way the city had been set up, um, they started building this area somewhat on the other side of like very poor neighborhoods and uh, because they could pull in from those folks as like work um, uh, like a labor force and then beyond that the noise and whatever odor and whatever blah 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 like trucks going in and out um, those poor folks would have a harder time complaining about it um, but once those things went bust one of the things that happened once those businesses mostly went bust, one of the things that ended up happening was um, the folks who were kind of living nearby there, uh, like those places, the, like apartments and some houses and whatnot themselves even became derelict and people left that. And so when you go into this area, for the most part, it is almost completely deserted. So, um, yeah. So, could somebody roll read a bad situation for me? That's uh, cool, right? Sharp. Sharp. Uh, how about um, how about when you guys do it? So, how about not not dark, dark blades? Yeah, not me. I was just gonna say you roll the other one. Yeah. Oh. I have the worst sharp, but I'll do it. Perfect. Been rolling pretty well tonight so far, so this should be fine. Speaking of XP, it's right about time for you to disappear. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, I did get a six. You hmm. did get a six. All right. Does uh -huh. anybody? Okay. Uh -huh. Cool. Um, so, what is we doing here exactly? You're like looking for. Yeah, you're just trying to like look around and d figure out as much as you can about this neighborhood. I think. Sure, like you're looking at like a, a map on your phone, but then I turned the phone right side up because you were looking at it upside down. <laughs> yeah, well, more, more I think the issue is maybe like Ashton is, um, Mr. Welker is driving and can maybe provide some additional stuff, maybe pull Ashton up into the front seat, have him and Darkblade switch seats so Ashton can like look more easily out at what he's seeing. Um, 11. 11. Pretty damn good. All right. So uh, you get to ask one of those questions. Mm, okay. Uh, yeah. It seems like we're asking what's the best way in, right? Is that what you're that asking? Sense? Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does that translate? Yeah. Is that what? Cool. Are you asking me or the other PCs? Every, every player, everywhere. I think we're trying to find where this uh thing was right so sure okay so 
you know that at all of the places kind of so far associated with Alan Graves, there have been these symbols. If you can further find some of these symbols, you can begin to essentially triangulate where this is. Yeah. So you're going to have to do probably is canvas this and try to find these symbols. Within okay. game terms, we're going to have to make a certain number of rolls. And once we've made that number, then we will have been able to triangulate where this is. If that makes sense. Cool. And that number of that number of rolls is based on the number of the symbols you guys have already found. So like the more you found of them, the lower this number was going to be. Cause it's like, Oh, we already know it. We kind of like are more in the, in the know about what's going on. Whereas if you guys were like, uh, we only found one, then it would be much more difficult. You'd kind of mm -hmm. be wandering around for a long time. So um, at some point you guys find a spot to get out of the car and where you're like, okay, I can definitely see where um, that uh, power line thing is that kind of looks like a hand. I can definitely see that smokestack that you could argue looks like a pyre. Um, and so based on that, um, I could you can try to like start canvassing there. So are we splitting up into three pairs? We've got us three. Lauren, George, um, Cody. Cody. That's it. Yes. I feel like like the optimal Scooby-Doo solution to this problem would be to have three teams of two. Let's do um, Welker and Ashton, Blade and uh, Cody, and then the boyfriend and the girlfriend. So you're putting them by them, th those two on their own without one of you guys. Yeah, I I'd love to see what kind of horrible shit they ran into. Okay. Awesome. Okay, so Welker and Ashton, Darkblade and Cody, the uh, the code team, code squad, code blade, and um, Lauren and George. And I think, like maybe Welker's head like being next to Lauren means he's like less susceptible to be hurt cuz she's not supposed to be hurt herself. Okay. And uh, I think George is fine with that. I think Lauren has a little bit of trepidation about that situation because you guys had kind of promised to protect her. And so she's fine with her boyfriend being there. She probably wants him to be there. But the fact that you guys are like, anyway, you go on your own. Like, like wait a minute. Well, I mean, I literally came up with that pairing in like a second and a half. So if anyone's got any better ideas, go for it. We can We can go with it. That seems fine. Okay. All right. So then in that case, as you guys begin, I have to not do this as Frosty the Snowman. Um, we, when you begin to do this, could you go ahead and roll plus weird for me? All right. Awesome. No, it's plus sharp. Plus sharp. Oh, well, now my snake. Right, I got a nine. So dark everyone or everyone. So Darkblade got a nine. Mr. Walker got a four. Ten for me. Ten. Okay. So this is somewhat difficult. But the good thing is, Ashton, you're getting what you want. Okay. So, yeah. So you guys, you guys go forward and maybe in fact, um, as you guys are chatting, um, you make some realizations 
Ashton, you kind of figure out like, hey, and maybe Mr. Welker is thinking about this too, and you guys are maybe kind of each contemplating this. This seems like the kind of place where there'd be a lot of homeless people, and there are none. The place is entirely deserted. Like, there's nobody here. And in fact, there's even that creepy thing of there aren't even bugs. Like, you don't even hear cicadas or birds or anything like that. So that creepy aspect is going on. Um, at some point, the two of you are separated from one another. Who? Uh, Mr. Welker and Ashton. Just because give you the snake eyes. Because you rolled so, so poorly, yes. and But because you're to get... The funny thing is, rolling better would mean you're not separated. But since the two of you are the two people, you are separated. Um, but yeah, so take a minute to think about what could have made the two of you end oh, up being separated, especially given that Ashton actually was fairly uh, attentive with what's going on. Sure. So think, think that over for a second. I'm going to go to Darkblade. Absolutely. The Darkblade, you got a nine, right? Yeah, I got a nine. All right. So you get, you're with Cody. You get one of these options. You can either get a clue as to where this thing is, or you can continue to be with Cody. Ooh, fuck Ooh, me. Look at that ding dong. I'm going to continue to be with Cody. You're going to continue to be with Cody. As much as I am a uh, love knowledge, um, Cody, Cody and I have bonded. All right? Okay. So I think Cody will, uh, as you guys are walking, you're looking for stuff. You're trying to use your phones as lights. Maybe I think Cody is just saying like, like this is real, this is real messed up, man. I don't know what kind of sicko decides that he's got to make he's got to make this lady be all by herself. And then the way that he does it is he starts, I don't know, all these people start dying. It's like a curse. It's like some kind of curse. And that lady in the, at the college said that this is witch stuff. So if this is some kind of magic that he's looking into this, well, we got it. We got to make sure it doesn't go any further. If we can't find this thing, we have to make sure that this doesn't go any further. I agree, but we also have to, um, yeah, I, I, yeah, we've got to make sure this doesn't go any further, but I, it's much easier said than done, Cody. I mean, right now we don't even know, we got to find where this guy stored his soul and, um, you know, we're being haunted by something that we can't even touch or see. And I think this is, um, again, you guys are using your phones as uh, flashlights probably. Mm -hmm. And maybe Darkblade kind of does this and he looks at his phone and he notices he's actually got full reception. And he's like yeah. looking around at a lot of some of these buildings. And he was like, that's weird. I shouldn't have full reception here. I should at least have bad reception. Mm -hmm. And you notice that that's, that's an odd thing. Mr. Welker and Ashton, you hear like a noise kind of like beckoning and you hear something like kind of like enticing you. And um, it's just, you just hear, uh, come here, come here, come here, come here. And um, you maybe think you hear Lauren's voice. So you think you hear Lauren saying it. And like, wait, come here. You have to see this. Oh, there it is. I finally found it. And, um, and then you hear her say something like, like, I'm all alone. 
and uh, and I think that kind of implies why Mr. Welker kind of turns off to go in a different direction. And I have an easy one for Ashton, but why does Ashton not end up noticing that and end up alone himself? My easy suggestion is his proclivity to wander off on his own just kicks in. Oh, sure, yeah. Yeah, and so he's like... He's like, oh. Oh, maybe he looks behind him. He's like, oh, Mr. Welker's falling behind. This must be a test. I better keep going. (laughs) Yeah, this is a test of initiative. (laughs) Yeah, so I, I almost imagine that the goal... You figured like, oh... He's chastised me. I've been chastised about wandering off on my own. They'll make sure they, they'll rein me in. And when no one does, you're like, oh, fuck, I've already wandered off on my own. Yeah. And the last thing I said was like, I trust you to make your own decisions for your personal safety. So as you're kind of like looking around, you do discover a clue. Um, And one of the clues that you discover is just a like a like the foot of a bird, like the talon of a bird that's like tied up with twine and like nailed into one of the walls. Mm-hmm. And if you look at that, you can for sure see um, those two landmarks that we already saw. And you're like, okay, you kind of figure out in a way that you say, if I can move, I can move this way or this way. And I'd still likely be able to keep those two things kind of in my vision like in my point of view as a possibility. Mm-hmm. And so like you found one of these clues. But for Mr. Welker, who did not do well on that role, could you make a weird roll for me? Another weird roll. Yes. Well, the previous one was a sharp roll, but yeah, this is a weird. Oh, roll. I'm sorry. You're right. Ooh, I got 12. That's good. Okay. Um, you start to hear that like buzzing of wasps. You start to hear that buzzing that starts real, real low, and um, and pretty soon you like look up and there's like just like a hive or a nest of these things, and they're kind of like moving towards you. And you see an image of um, you see an image of, and you've only seen pictures of him of Taylor Wright. And Taylor Wright is, uh, he just looks like he's been stung by like a thousand of these wasps and his face is all kind of like puffy and bloated. And he like kind of stumbles towards you and um, he's moving in that herky-jerky manner. Um, And I assume you just get the fuck out of there. That's reasonable. Okay, (laughs) understandable. Yeah, so run out of this thing and you dodge a couple corners, but the issue is you're still by yourself. So you're safe from those wasps. You don't hear them at this point, but you're like, look around and you're like, shit, I have no idea where Ashton is. And also I don't know where Darkblade or the rest of those kids are. And the first thought that goes through his mind before quickly being banished is good. Finally, I can do some real work. So let's go ahead and do those rolls again. So could everybody make me another sharp roll? Nine. Mr. Walker got a nine. Oh, I got a four. Ooh, Darkblade got a four. And Ashton? Eight. Ashton got an eight. Okay, cool. So, um, nine, four, eight. So, Mr. Welker and Ashton, here's the options you get. So, it's, it's kind of the same deal. You can choose to find a clue or not be on your own. 
Like those are your options. Like you can find another clue or you could not be on your own. Who has this option? Both Mr. Welker, who, what did you get? I got a nine. You got a nine and Ashton who got an eight, I think. Got it. Well, I think a clue sounds good for me. So I'm already to, on my own. I prefer to find sure. a clue as well. All right. Awesome. Darkblade, you did, you did poorly on that roll. Could you make a weird roll for me? I get a five. Five. Okay, shit. All right, so here's what I think we see. There's something that um, distracts Darkblade where he ends up by himself. He loses track of Cody. What is the thing? What? That, yeah, what is the thing that... That was the one thing I wanted to keep track of. I know. What is the thing that you lose track of? What is the thing that makes you lose track of him where you're on your... Where you're all of a sudden like, shit, I'm by myself. Dark Cody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cody with a goatee. Um, I lost track of him because he, um, uh, my phone started to ring and I picked it up because I was like, whoa, I have full reception. And um, um, and I was like, huh, that's, that's weird. I haven't heard from my grandma in a little while. So I had to like just pick up the phone. Okay. Yeah. You were shocked that you could actually, you're like, oh, I do get full reception. And you picked up the phone and you're, you're saying like, hello. And you're trying to hear uh, somebody and you think you, you think it's your grandma and you're trying to hear this. And instead you just hear that voice again, that just says like all alone, all alone, all alone. And when you kind of are like, Oh, that's scary. You look up and you're like, shit, I am all alone. And um, your phone is buzzing and buzzing and buzzing. And pretty soon you realize shit, that's not the phone. And um, you feel one of these wasps kind of like whiz by your ear. And, um, you feel another one bite you. As your phone's buzzing and buzzing, you feel one of these things whip by your ear. You feel another one sting like the back of your neck and you're trying to get away and you're swatting at these things and you're kind of moving erratically as another one maybe bites you on the back of the hand or something like that. And you're kind of running and you stumble up some of these steps and it's only like five or six, but you topple over this thing. Unfortunately, what's below are all these like, um, it's part of like an old great we see that dark blade is going to be just impaled on this um like bit of broken grating unless you spend a luck point all right spend a luck point all right so you should have jot that down so yeah so dark blade like narrowly rolls out of the way and we hear the the buzzing of the wasps kind of dissipate but again he's like breathing heavily and breathing heavily and he does not see where cody is Cody! All right. Uh, Mr. Welker and Ashton. So for each of you, uh, what is a clue that you... Well, no, it, and it should be it should be something that is reminiscent of the artwork that we've seen before. What's like a clue that you found? At some point, like maybe I guess an act of vandalism, some kids had like painted like a crosshair, like a, like mm-hmm. a bullseye rather, on like a side of a building and used it for target practice. And there's all these like, bullet holes in it. And there's like several of these like bullseyes on the thing. And if you put them together, nippy ruse. Sure. So there's something where you're like, that kind of looks like this, uh, this symbol um, that I'd seen in his artwork. Right. Uh, but the thing that you see at the base of it, the thing that makes you really stop and notice it, is um, you see George Conti's body there. The doctor. 
Oh, it seems like he's been like cracked on the head or something like that. Is he alive? Go ahead and roll cool for me. Ironically, to help the doctor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ironically, no fancy yeah. now, are you? Uh, ten. Ten. Yeah. yeah, he is definitely alive, and he's like, oh, he's like really dazed. I don't know exactly what you do, but you can help him out. I do doctor um, things. Don't worry mm -hmm. about it. It's very common. yeah. You, you check his prostate. Dr. George Conti, you can like w kind of wake him up and um, he like by, by help, helping it, you can help him out in yeah, some kind of way and kind of get him in a position where he can kind of be sitting up and be in a position that's kind of good for if you just suffered like a concussion, basically like a massive concussion. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, he'll be like, I got hit on the head. I think it was, I think it was, uh, Cody. Cody? He's with Mr. Blade. That can't be right. I don't know. I didn't see I didn't see the I didn't see that the, the, the guy with the beard. I think I I I felt that and I heard Lauren scream and I, I think I saw Cody, but I don't know. Where's Lauren? I don't know. What do you know? Well, yeah, he does a song number. Um, no, he he's like, yeah, you realize he can tell you. He can basically, like, in the end, give you the assurance. Yes, it was Cody that hit him with something. All right. Yeah. Um, I'm going to call. I'm going to I'm going to call the other two team, my other two team members, like on the group chat. Sure. One one moment with that. So Ashton. Ashton has also found one of these clues. All right. Yeah. He's got one that's a wasp. Uh, and if you can't think of anything, I'll come up with something. But um, what is it that he finds? I think it's like a, um, uh, like a mural, you know, kind of. Mm -hmm. That's uh, on this, maybe in um, like an alley, like a, like an old brick kind of building. And it's it's like an ad. It's like, sweet Florida honey. Mm -hmm. has a big B and all the rest is like scratched off like oh. from the fifties or something. But the, the B has now had added to it. The death's head stuff from its, uh, on its wings. Oh yeah. Cool. Okay. Yeah. You see that and you're like, all right. And, um, based on where you had known from the, with the other things you're like, Oh, all right. So that whole area over there, it doesn't make sense that that this would be over there. And then you're getting a phone call from, uh, Mr. Welker and same for you, uh, dark blade. All right. Hello, this is Darkblade sixty nine. Hello. And I'll, I'll Mr. Walker just go right into it and say, um, uh, George has been attacked. Uh, he's in a stable condition, but Lauren is missing. And he'll say, uh, Dark Blade, I need you to take Cody and get him out of here. Well, that would be great if I could find Cody. I just um, have been doing my best to keep my eye on him, and now he's gone. Oh, and you know what? Mr. Welker's missing with me, too. <laughs> Where's Mr. He'll pointedly he'll ignore like After like two seconds, he'll ignore that. And um, you'll say, all right, listen. Clearly, the only explanation for all of us being unable to keep eyes on each other is that this place... Is affecting us. We need to get. I, we need to get out of here. Uh, 
Mr. Blade, uh, Mr. Green, uh, we need to meet back at the van and call reinforcements. I'm taking George with me. Do you copy? Copies. Well, actually, before well, you actually, hang, yeah, I got one more thing. Could you no, make perfect. what might be one of the last rolls? No, good. Could you make another weird roll for me, everybody? I got a six. Six. I got a nine. Nine. I got a six. Over your phones, you hear that voice coming through to you and saying, like, like, all alone. All alone. Like, oh, like, there you oh, are. You're by, you your, are. You're by yourself. Like, you'll know how it you'll feels. How it all feels. by yourself. All by yourself. And you hear um, what sounds like a woman, like, <sighs> and um, yeah, that's kind of the call that you hear from that. Like, that's what you end up hearing from that call. And I think the call drops. Uh, do we have any theories between us of what this guy would want once Lauren is alone? Not quite. No. I mean, I know the, um, what he would want if he was alive. Um, so Darkblade and Ashton, you guys each got a seven to nine result, right? Mm -hmm. No, I got a miss. You got a miss, Carl. Yeah, you also got a miss, or Mr. Walker got a miss. All right, so Darkblade, you got a seven to nine, right? Yeah, okay. I think you're able to, um, uh, maybe kind of retrace the steps and find some of the other clues that because you're the only one who hadn't found a clue, right? Yeah, I had not found the clue. Yeah. I think you're able to go back and find some of the clues that, uh, like the early clue that um, Ashton found. And so, if you guys get together, you can maybe put some of this stuff together. Um, some of these clues together as a group. Oh, are they right. meeting up? Or... Are you guys meeting up? Was that enough of a, a phone conversation to like get you into the same place? Welker's yeah. plan is to take George to the van. Okay. So Welker is trying to bring George to this van. And ooh, I think this could be pretty interesting. So Welker, you're trying to do that. Ashton, what's your game plan? So I think once that uh, phone call drops and I'm looking at the... Uh... You know, I've kind of figured out everything. These clues kind of line up on this path. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, all right, no, I got to keep going forward. Nice. This is just just going to keep going on. It's what it's what Mr. Walker would have wanted. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know if, if this uh, if this flies, but maybe uh, that mural, maybe mm -hmm. it was like um. I said it was like in an alley. So maybe like the building next to it or something. It's just like all these broken out windows. And I'm like, it's all leading inside this building. I got it. This mirror must be in here. Yeah. You go into this place. And uh, one of the things is you like hear a, uh, like a struggle going on as you go in here. And um, you see kind of this hooded figure grabbing at someone, grabbing at a, at a person. And you hear that person who sounds like a woman screaming. And uh, you're able to see uh, there's this like hooded figure um, grabbing at Lauren. And Lauren's screaming, she's yelling, she's trying to fight, uh, trying to fight back to get away, to get this person's hands off of her. 
yeah, I think Ashton's going to take out his nunchucks and just like mm. hold it right there. It just continues <laughs> to go on. Oh, then I've got to got to go in there. Are you going to try to strike this person with these nunchucks, this uh, hooded figure? Uh, yeah, they're they're attacking uh, Lauren, right? You said. Yeah. Um, hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna get him. So when you're attacking a person who is not fighting you directly, or no, let's go have you just do a kick some ass roll because this person could probably fight you if they turn around. So go ahead and make a kick some ass roll for me, Ashton. Oh, am I protecting someone, though? I think yes. Because I get a bonus to that. Awesome. I feel like I'm I feel like I'm more interested in letting uh, get getting Lauren to safety, I think. If that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Oh, meaning a different move being meaning the move protect someone. Right. Well, I still got a 12. Still got a 12. All right. Well, you get to choose one of your things. I'll inflict harm on the enemy as well. So it's kind of okay. kick an ass and do that. Cool. Yeah. So you whack at this, uh, this person, this hooded figure with these nunchucks, uh, as Lauren is able to kind of like run, like back away from this situation and is like yelling. Uh, meanwhile, um, how much harm do those nunchucks do? Three in my hands, three in your hands. That's right. Um, and I think you're going to end up taking two harm as you're like struck by these kind of by the hands of this person as they're trying to grab at you. Mm-hmm. And. Um, yeah, so we see that. Meanwhile, Darkblade, what's his game plan here? Um, he had found that additional he had found that additional clue. Oh, I think you hear a. um I think you hear a scream coming from something nearby. And I think mm. you could try to like, you can try to get that way, but getting there in time is going to require a cool roll. Oh, I'm going for it. Awesome. Go for it. I rolled a, got an eight. Got an eight. Okay. So you're going to get there in, in just a little bit, you're hustling down. You kind of see that uh, thing that Ashton had seen outside before he went in and you're maybe kind of, so you've seen now two of these clues, um, but we come back to Ashton um, as this thing is now grabbing at you, this hooded figure. Uh, it's it's probably going to try to just bat, bat you away and turn around to go after Lauren again. Mm, all right. Well, and she, she's kind of gone off, um, you know, yeah. elsewhere, like at she's, least out of reach. Yeah, she is in, in the process of running away. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I guess I'm now I might try to just uh, to wallop this uh, this fiend. Sounds good. So that's another that's a kick some ass roll. That's another tough roll. Yeah. Oh, slightly higher this time. A twelve. All right. So somehow Ashton is an ass kicking oh, machine. Wait, but I don't have a plus one. So actually an eleven again. God okay. Damn. Sorry. Oh hum. Oh geez. This isn't even my tail. <laughs> All right. Um. Yeah. So what is the extra effect that you're taking on this? Yeah, I'll throw him out the window. Fuck it. So you're going to try to force him where you want him to get him out of this thing? Yeah. Out of one of these. I mean, I, I was going to say broken window, but hey. If he cool. Can, if he can dramatically break the window with him, that'd be... Amazing. All right. So yeah, so you're going to take another two harm. You're going to inflict another three harm. And you're going to try to throw this person out this window? Yeah. 
All right, that is perfect. So yeah, we see you struggling with this person and we see your nunchucks whipping around and bashing into this, this person who seems like unrelenting and then you kind of grab them and spin around and fling them out this window. Uh, Darkblade, mm-hmm. um, you're like getting super close to this. You're just at this building looking in and something gets thrown out the window and lands right in front of you and it is the uh, beat up form of Cody Brinzo. I, whoa, beat up. Like, how badly beat up? Like, somebody's, like, really beating the crap out of him and thrown him out a window. Oh, wow. Yeah, so um, you see him, his, like, his ashen face has, like, lumps on it and all kinds of stuff. And he's, like, bleeding out of the nose and, like, and he's, like, oh. And I think he can kind of, like, barely stand. He's, like, really having a hard time here. Oh, buddy, come here. What the hell happened? Where'd like, you go? We gotta, we gotta find, we gotta find her. She's, we gotta find. She's gonna, she, she's gonna get all of us killed, all of us. And if you're, you're helping Ooh. her, we, all Lauren, we, we gotta find where she went. Yeah. And I think just for, just for the hell of it, this dude just passes out. All right, all right, buddy. I'm gonna pick him up into mm-hmm. my sweaty palms, and um, I'm gonna just drag him out of there. We'll drag him out of to out of back to the van. Yeah. Okay. So, Ashton, you hear a familiar voice nearby, but we'll come back to you in a second. Or you think you hear a familiar voice nearby on one side, but it's the opposite way of where Lauren went. Meanwhile, Mister Welker, uh, you are with George Conti. The problem is. You kind of pick him up, but pretty quickly you feel that he's like wrapped his hands around your neck as you're trying to to carry him, and you feel like, oh my god, is this person choking me? So, Mr. Conte, I'm trying... You need to let, loosen your grip. I'm trying to help you get to the van. And you just hear that like that no- voice in your head, and when you look down at Conte's like, face, um, it's just the face of Alan Graves, and he's just absolutely choking you. I will give him a sharp rap on the noggin. Okay, you like bop this guy, and yeah, he's at this point totally unconscious. I think, and he just kind of like is like limp. All right, all part of the job. I'll take him to the van. Ashton, are you going after where you saw Lauren like run off, or are you going up back where you hear this voice that sounds somewhat like a familiar voice? Uh, I feel he would probably be going after Lauren, right? That's it's your choice on that. Yeah. I mean, that's what I said before. I was, like, protecting her. Okay. So, yeah. So, you head out that way. So, I think, Mr. Welker, you run into Darkblade. And uh, Darkblade, Herbert Mock, has, um, he's, like, he's picking up Cody. And Cody looks like he's been just beaten to hell. I'll say, uh, Mr. Blade, I see you've reacquired uh, Cody. Well done. Thanks. I'm just glad we're all we all made it out of here. I expected the worst, but Ashton Ashton is certainly not there. Uh, uh, before I get to that, I'll be like, Cody, did you attack George? Um, I think we said Cody's he unconscious. Oh, he, he is. Can't. I asked that question to the formless void, and it says nothing yeah. back. Um, um, no, you I, know what? I think you can rouse him. Like you can wake him up enough. It's okay. I feel like at this point, no, it's 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 it would be useful to get this information. Cool. Then um, I do that and I say, hey, 
like are you first i'll check his vitals see if he's uh -huh. okay yeah and you're kind of are able to wake him up to get like a few answers out of him and he'll tell he'll essentially say like like she we we gotta stop her if we don't stop if we don't if we don't stop her then it's it's gonna come after us it's gonna come after us and you can piece together very easily through this stuff you're like oh he did attack george conti um in an attempt to attack lauren Like why are you saying her? Like why, why do we have to stop her? And he'll say like, if, if it's going, it wants her alone. It's gonna, it's gonna go after us to do it. I, I don't, I don't want to do it. But it's, if it's gonna go after all of us, if she's, if she's gone, then, then we're, then that's the only way for us to be safe. You got to find her. Otherwise, the rest of us are. Ugh, and he passes out again. So yeah, he basically tells you that to save himself he was like oh i guess i have to kill lauren so then that way the curse is broken because the target of the curse is gone and nice. in trying to do that george conti tried to stop him and he bashed george conti with some kind of pipe hmm. okay um I so I'll say the Mr. Blade like we need to get these guys in the van, and one or both of us needs to find Mr. Green. And I'll like look to him, like and I'll say, um, "I'm going in after him." I'll follow you. All I'll right. Say, Great, and I'll like put these two like half-conscious people. Where, in the where van. do we put Cody? Yeah. I feel like a, in his heart of hearts, he cares more about his team than these people. And B, it seems like if this thing mostly gets by on possessing people, then if they're both asleep, things should be fine. Hmm. Okay. So you guys, though, do go back to that van. That is the game plan to put these people back put in the van. Put these people back and then go look for green. Oh, don't yeah. you have, like, that monster cage in there? Oh, perfect. Yes. That works. I will... I will put one in the cage and like shackle the other one like to like the steering like the to like the back of the van or something. Okay, that works. Okay, so here's the slight hiccup. I want you guys to find this stuff without like a ton of superfluous rolls. I will say that Mr. Welker and Darkblade, you guys have together now all of the pieces, all the clues in that if you just discuss this on the way back to the van to figure out where you have to go. Perfect. Like as we're doing this, we'll be trading information. Ashton, what is the big danger? You're trying to find Lauren. Lauren is essentially like she's looking for this thing as well. Um, and she's also terrified. You're trying to find her. You're possibly you're possibly terrified as well. Yeah, uh, that's right. You said this was spooky, so yeah, you're scared. Yeah, and he's pretty what fucked up too. I feel like uh Maybe Cody had like a knife or something because he's he's in the unstable wound range. Yeah, so I maybe think Cody, like limping and bleeding and everything. Yeah, I think Cody was like hitting you with like a piece of rebar or something like that. And so like you maybe have like a like a broken bone or something like that. Maybe you got like uh maybe you got hit on the head to the point where you're like I'm having a hard time seeing and like getting around. Yeah, maybe it's like hard for him to walk, so he's doing this way too slowly. Like sure. Flipping. You're calling out to Lauren. And mm -hmm. um, yeah. What's the what's the big danger you encounter? Is it just more of these wasps? Oh yeah, that'd be interesting. 
Sure. Um, you get to this point, you hear this buzzing, and you kind of like look up and you see this massive uh, like nest or hive of these things, and there's just this roiling swarm of them moving around, and you're like, shit, and you're trying to back up. And as we see you doing that, we see Mr. Welker and Darkblade like kind of like figuring out this stuff, and eventually they're able to pry open this door. There's one door that like is solid enough to be closed and there's no other way into this small space. And if you guys can pry open this door to look inside, you're hit almost immediately by this weird, gross, thick kind of barbecue smell, but also the smell of like burnt hair and other stuff. And you're able to shine lights into this place. And um, it's pretty dark. It's obviously dark inside. You need lights. Um, but as you like move around, one of you comes face to face with this, like, um, or no, it would be on the floor at this point. You step on something and you look down and it's a candle and you kind of like look further and you're like, oh man, bones, man bones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so what, what else are you looking for in this room? The mirror. So you're looking around for a mirror, especially like the one that you had seen and you can't find anything. You see this, these, this, these bones you see these candles obviously there had been a fire in here it smells real weird um you look at this place and like the way the ceiling is made if a fire the fire that had been that you had seen um wouldn't have lit the ceiling on fire and like not a lot of the smoke would have escaped and um as you're looking around the only other thing that you see is uh like just a laptop computer you don't see any mirror at all and we go back to ashton He's kind of looking at this stuff and he sees in front of him uh, not only all these wasps, but, but like something that comes out maybe from behind where he is. So he's backing up and he hears something like a presence behind him. And the presence behind him that he sees when he turns around is um, uh, Bella White, the girl who died in a car accident. And it's just her and she's like walking towards you, but she's covered in all these bee stings and that kind of stuff. And she's kind of like moving forward towards you and you hear another presence and it's um it's Olive, the girl who'd been hit by a car, similarly covered in all these bee stings, and um you just hear like you just hear that voice of like alone, all on your own. I've always been alone. You get these visions of um a child like sitting alone just staring at their reflection and you're like wait a minute i think that's alan graves as a kid and you get um you get these intense feelings of being ostracized you see these like children mocking you like two young boys making fun of you and then like in another second you see these two boys like appear and they're also covered in all these hideous bee stings and these people are almost Ooh. surrounding you and getting much closer and closer are all these uh, like symbols coming to life? Like this is a hallucination kind of thing? Um, so it seems very, very real to you. And the bee, the wasps or hornets also seem very, very real. We hop back to Darkblade and Mr. Welker. And again, there is no mirror in this room with this corpse, but... I, I want to take out my shotgun and shoot the laptop. Absolutely. Right in the monitor. So yeah, so... Mr. Welker pulls out his shotgun. Yeah, that's exactly where you shoot a, a gun. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. That's right where you shoot a Okay, yeah. So, yeah. so this shotgun blasts off, and we see this thing kind of fly across the room. It scares the shit out of Darkblade. Maybe he wasn't prepared for that at the moment, and he was looking right at the at the computer. 
So we've got these different victims of Alan Graves' curse, theoretically, or powers, kind of like looming in towards Ashton. And all of these folks getting closer and closer. And maybe Ashton is kind of like swinging these nunchucks around and he looks over into one of the corners. And he sees like Lauren standing um, maybe in front of this, uh, what now seems like the hanging body of Ash. Uh, of Alan Graves. She sees Lauren standing in front of the hanged body of Alan Graves and it's bursted into flames. And she just turns around and says like, alone. And then we see the close close up shot on Alan's like burning body as if it's on a pyre, like you had said. And we see that and we kind of go back to the shotgun blast and um, we see the computer fall down onto the, onto the ground. It was only on like a stool or a cinder block or something like that. And, um, Darkblade kind of hops back and kicks some of these bones again. And we see Ashton kind of look around and he's, it's as if that phantasm, those phantasms are gone and he's kind of standing alone. Lauren is standing uh, nearby where you, where you had seen kind of a vision of her. And it turns out like that is her. That's not a vision. And she's just as like, like I saw, I saw memories from when he was a kid She'll say, I don't know what he wanted from me, but I understand how upset and how angry he was and how hurt he was. But I don't know how hurting me would have helped at all. Yeah, and Ashton's just like, I, wow, yeah, it doesn't, like, I guess he was just, just lashing out at anyone. You were just maybe not the lucky one. So what is our denouement for this episode as you guys, uh, as you kind of wrap stuff up? I feel like um, even if like maybe we sort of uh, pushed Detective Winters and by representation of the police force, like in the direction of like, hey, check out the group home like there's something like something happened there mm -hmm. like like give them something to like figure out like that they could use their resources for but then in addition to that i would like welker to sort of withhold the resolution of this from lorecore okay be like oh like this actually wasn't as big of a thing as we thought it was like because a like he has nothing to show them um, yeah there's nothing yeah, he... there's no evidence here there's no there's no uh there's no uh, acquisition. Exactly. No specimen, yeah. no specimen, no acquisition, no no proof of anything. And be like, actually, like this was like a not a big deal. Like it was um, kind of a false alarm. Uh, things went were fine. And then he was also hoping to like curry a bit of favor with Detective Winters, being like, hey, like some research suggests the group home had like victims of this thing. But other than that, there was nothing else to find. Ooh, I kind of like that to be like, okay, downplay this to the Lore Corporation, but kind of get up maybe on winter's better side of telling we found this body here's this crazy stuff yeah i think he and even just you through contacting these people he can give you this person's contact information possibly it's a woman named beth carter who like um has run that group home for years and years and years and she can tell you like oh there were two boys who died here years ago um of like wasp stings or bee stings and um if you bring up Alan Graves, she can talk about Alan being like a weird kid who always would just sit and stare at the computer screen. He'd work on artwork and drawings. The other kids, especially those two boys, would pick on him. 
she'd say, but otherwise there wasn't too much that was odd. Alan was odd, but mostly because he was always so, he was always alone. Um, and uh, she'll be like, she'll tell you that there wasn't much of anything else that happened aside from, oh, there had been a man who was a, like a groundskeeper or a janitor here who also died when Alan was here, but he died because a, uh, like a toolbox fell off of a shelf and hit him. And so it was just, it was a terrible accident, but yeah. And she can even bring you to that place. And I think one of the things you'll see is like an additional um, symbol. And there are maybe like two additional symbols that you can find if you really search the hell out of this group home. And uh, if, if we, you had gone there before, it just would have made it quicker to find where the the mirror was. Um, I but love one of, that reveal. The, the mirror being the screen was so cool. But one of the one of the big one of the big things is uh, one of the other images. Um, seems like a like a like a image of a little stick figure person, almost like imagine cave drawing of a person, um, and another person, and almost like a line, almost like an arrow going from the one person's head to another person's head. What, what do we got on that? And I think that's like, that's the mystery of like, wait, all of the other things related to where this mirror was. This is the only symbol that we found that doesn't relate to the location. I feel like a great, like final, ep like final scene for Walker, at least would be like on account of like not having like had a big, um, not having to do a debrief with Lorcor because he doesn't have to do that. He then gets to go to like his daughter's game on the weekend. He like, has like a like a patching up day with his family yeah i think that's the big that's the thing is we're able to see that um soccer game and tara playing in the game and and she julia claps for tara when she does something and in between the thing tara's like oh god mom kind of does that number and uh we see dark blade back home painting his uh painting his miniatures his, his nerval servants yeah, uh, we see a shot of Cody Brinzo, who I think is, um, uh, I think in jail. <laughs> like, oh God! Probably. Wait, who, because he like he attacked that other because he attacked the other guy and like Lauren. I think Lauren and uh, George George Conti will be like, yeah, this guy went insane and tried to kill us. I think so. Like, the, you don't think Lauren would have like given any credence to the idea that he wasn't, or I guess he was in his own mind. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, I think that that's the thing that comes out is this guy makes the maybe the mistake of being too honest about that situation. It'd be like a weird thing though for them to like try and describe how they know he did this and why he would do this and not mention any of these occult things, you know? Okay. Oh, how about this? Uh, we see that he's like in a institution. That's even worse. But that okay. probably is worse. But at least <laughs> like a like 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 a psychiatric center or whatnot, like to help deal with this stuff. Uh, okay. and, it, and it doesn't seem like he is there of his own accord. Oh God. That, um, that's, that's even darker. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, finally we can see, uh, Ashton and he and, uh, Regan are maybe on that, on some kind of date. And, uh, I think where, where's the date that they're on? Well, it's the Olive Garden, duh, but he's like super bandaged up. Uh-huh. Oh yeah, so yeah, you're walking with crutches, and she's got to like help you out and like tuck, pull, you, like help you move your chair in and whatnot. And you're at the Olive Garden now. We switched from uh, Outback to Olive Garden, and we're uh, so 
the waiter First comes by. Choices. Yeah, both amazing. Hey, are they the same company? They are. They are not. Turn, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, they. One of the interesting things is, as you guys are sitting and eating, she'll bring something up to you and say like, uh, maybe you'll bring up some of the stuff that you did in that investigation, mm-hmm. and maybe she'll, maybe she'll look up some of that stuff and say, like, Alan Graves. Uh, family was at uh, like used to live at this place Magnolia Magnolia Place Mansion uh, that used to be I guess a plantation house I had heard that um, that there used to be stories about uh, like I used I, I heard that there's like a weird old story about that house being connected to or at least some of the folks I mean it was a it was a plantation with slaves and I had heard that there was almost some kind of like I remember there were stories about voodoo and um, I think she'll pull up an image that is not the image Cody drew, but it's almost the same kind of thing of like one person's like a much more detailed version of like two people and like a, like an arc arrow going from one person's head to another person's head. And she's like, did you find out anything about that? This American Monster is a production of This American Dice. This American Monster uses the Monster of the Week system, a game published by Evil Hat Productions and by Michael Sands. Sundry Charms is Lee. Chase Welker is Carl. Darkblade69 is Alex. Ashton Green is David. And your Game Master is Austin Smith. Our theme song is by Patrick Ross. It's called Sinlude.